Hey y'all, uh, it's Perry. I wanted to stop in here at the top of the episode and address something that gets brought up a little bit later in the episode, and that unfortunately uh, is what is now the past sobriety of one James Hetfield, uh, the lead singer of Metallica. This was recorded before he went into rehab uh, last Friday, and so when we are talking about him, we are talking about him uh, at, at, during the time when we were recording this, um, not within the days afterwards. We do wish James a, a, a good recovery. Addiction is nothing to joke about, and, um, you know, that's all that can be said about that. It's a fun episode, though. <laughs> everybody to another episode of this is my bourbon podcast i am your host perry we're getting back to normal after the two weeks of festivals you know the really well-named thing that i decided i was gonna call hometown rising of bourbon and beyond thank you all so much for coming back uh, after two well three very long episodes um Thank you to everybody who listened to the two and a half hours that was hometown rising and then the two-parter hey man very rude <laughs> Uh, and then the two-parter of the Bourbon and Beyond uh, recap podcast. Jeez, uh, there's no way anybody would have gone, hey, I see three hours of a podcast and want to listen to all of it. So I, I appreciate everybody who um, allowed me to do that and, and broke it up and everything and, you know, enjoyed that. So, like I said, we're getting back to normal. And Papa Ritter's back. Hello, everybody. <laughs> hello, hello. Papa Ritter's back. How and, is uh, everyone? Barry, you doing okay? I'm good. I'm tired. My, yeah. my back still kind of hurts. Uh, we're, we're recording this a couple of days after uh, after Bourbon and Beyond, where I did something to my back, and I don't know what happened, but I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling fine, my friend. You're looking good. You're looking I, you know darn what? good, buddy. I feel good. Yeah. I feel like I've uh, I feel like I've trimmed down a little bit. Yeah, I th- you have. <laughs> well, we're back at the old homestead here, the Ritter Manor. We are indeed, uh, as we start off every episode, uh, where it's not. A, a festival deal. Uh, we do flying blind, and in this case, Papa Ritter blinded me on something. Yeah, it's a little something. I think you'll like. It's kind of ties in with. Well, I'm not gonna say. All right. <clears throat> I really like that nose. I'll say that much. It's a little something I picked up at the liquor barn just this past Friday. Oh, I have no idea about that then. I've had one taste of it i was gonna ask you if you had had tried this yet i had and it opened up a little bit that's good <laughs> yeah it's good um look so i did after bourbon and beyond i was like my body needs a rest mm-hmm. <laughs> my palate my palate needs a rest too and so after after a couple days of not really tasting anything Everything's just like exploding yeah, yeah. Uh, throughout it, and so a lot of flavors are just kind of you know blowing up on me on, on my palate, and you know I'm I'm picking up things that I I didn't really you know notice uh, before. One thing in particular is a bitter dark chocolate note. Yep. <laughs> that that kind of is coupled with a really nice. Um, you know those uh, those chalky mints yeah. that uh, mm-hmm. grandparents used to mm-hmm. have, um, and they they're the little they look like uh, like communion wafers. Right. Um, yep. But they were yeah. Um, 
that that's what that tastes like and it i i like it a lot when when i opened it sunday night today's wednesday mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me it had a huge oak flavor it was it was not there was no heat to it everything went to the back which is going back today but it had this huge oaky flavor and I'm glad I've got something that you don't know what it is, and I don't think you've tried it. I would venture that it's either it's either a high rye bourbon or it's a rye whiskey. I don't want to. I'm not looking at you yet, so that I don't <clears throat> I don't get any clues. Um, but it, it seems to have a lot more rye characteristics mm-hmm. to it. I would venture to say it's probably. I think it's above a hundred proof. Okay. And I'd say it's probably six to eight years old. Okay. I haven't studied the bottle that well yet. Okay, fair enough. But it's below 100 proof. No freaking way, really? Yep. Huh. It's 93. Is that a Blanton's? Nope. <laughs> I... You want to see it? Yeah. I don't know what a, I don't really know of any 93 proofers. It's Old Forest oh, to 1910. Oh my gosh, yeah. I just had this recently. I thought you might have. I just, I just I, had it on Saturday. And I almost blew it and saying, mm, this kind of ties into what you probably have had over the weekend. It's old fine whiskey. It's good stuff. Yeah, so... It's, it's drinkable. It's funny, like, everybody says that this... This is like an oak bomb mm. right when you first try it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it is... It is a double-barreled product, if I remember correctly. I think it is. Um, yeah, I think it is. I, I mean, this is kind of looking without doing too much mm-hmm. research. Emulates the process uh, that uh, Owsley Brown used uh, to create his private stock. He batched barrels of mature old Forester and rebarreled it in heavily charred casks. So, yeah, it's double barreled, rather. I don't know. I don't know what the mash bill is on this. I don't know if it's high rye. I don't, um, I don't either. I will say, too, that I'm not getting a lot of... So I normally get, uh, like, a banana note mm-hmm. on uh, Brown Foreman products and Old, old Forrester. Uh, and I, I'm just... I'm not picking it up on this, but... Do you like? I do like. I like it a lot better than the first time I had it. Um, and the same goes for when I had it on Saturday at Old Forrester. Right. I think it was pretty reasonable. I think... I, I can't remember. I think it's if about it, fifty bucks. I think it was that, and I can't. And I think it was at the checkout counter. Oh, like behind the. Well, like you know, on the thing. On the thing. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. It's good, man. It's pretty good. I like. I like that quite a bit. Which is. Well, I'll tell you what I was gonna do. Okay, what were you gonna do? <laughs> I was gonna break out the old Fitzgerald. <laughs> From Ann Ann. From Ann Ann. Oh, jeez. If you want to wreck our palates from the get-go, that would be... Uh... You know, some nights I have a sip of it. <laughs> Has it gotten any better? It's okay. <laughs> There's like this huge sugar rush that you get. Interesting. I mean, it's 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 really weird. You yeah. Get, it, it's, it tastes... What? Nothing. It tastes oh. like sugar. Lips like sugar. That's a good song. Thank you. Anyway, hey, that was a pretty fun little flying blind. We Thanks. haven't done... Uh, we haven't really done enough Old Forester products on the show, so... Well... Maybe we'll have to do I that. I haven't soon. had much lately because i their bottled and bond was so good everybody knows how much i love bottled mm-hmm. bonds anyway but what did we what did we had statesman that we thought was okay <laughs> yeah no. but there was something else no. that we really liked well the the uh 
Prohibition style. The Prohibition style, which I haven't had. You had it. You've I mean, had I, it? I've had it with you. Oh, you just haven't, like, haven't purchased bought a it. bottle. Yeah. But I was going to say, you've had it at Suggins. <laughs> I bought... <laughs> you bought them. I you, bought them out. You bought them out on that one. I was the only one drinking it, and they were... and. They were giving it to me at well cost. Really? Yeah. Jeez. By the way, uh, Suggins is a local restaurant here in Lexington, Kentucky. It's AP Suggins. It's our, on Romney Road. Our, our family frequents it quite often. Yes. it's. Uh, <laughs> it, I always tell people from out of town that we go, we're going out for dinner, and they're like, oh, I hope it's fancy. I was like, no. It's not. <laughs> no, not really. No. So can I say hey to a couple people real fast? I would be happy if you said hey to a couple people real well, fast. We'll do we'll do we'll tie it in with this later. Yeah, sure, but, and we'll do uh, uh, what you've been drinking here in a second yeah. as well. But I want to say hey to uh, my two new friends, Alyssa and Ruby. Oh my god! From the Sisterhood Band, who shouted out to me, oh, two weeks ago, <laughs> and brought me to tears. <laughs> I was a who I, I can't remember who it was that said don't cry. It might have been. I think it was. I think it was Alyssa. I think I might have said it at first. I was gonna. I was like, uh, oh, he might. He might cry over this. And then Alyssa was like, don't cry, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, I usually go by David. If you want to call me Dave, that's fine. But well, they're like, I said, is he Dave? I said David originally, yeah. and what they heard was Dave. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not gonna correct him. No. <laughs> and like, if, yeah, you, if you listen, if you listen, um, after they said Dave, there was a just like a split second pause where I was like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I noticed that. I was just like, "That's too funny." That was the. I mean, it was a very like half a second thought where I was like, "Do I correct him? Nah, let it go. Dave is fine." <laughs> what, what Perry, what Perry knows is, I'm a huge Stones fan, Rolling Stones. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. when you were ta- when they were talking about Ronnie Wood, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And Perry kept on telling me, "What? No, no, no. Keep keep no, going. Yeah, we'll, Perry, we'll touch Perry, on that a little bit." Perry more. kept on telling me. Dad, you gotta you gotta listen to the Sisterhood band part. You have to. You just got to. I'm like, okay, I will, I will, I'll get to it. And I listened to it Monday or yesterday. Anyway, yes, uh, yesterday, Monday. Monday. Uh, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I was I was just like, oh my gosh, that was cool. That was very cool. So yeah, uh, listen, Ruby. Cheers the to you guys. Band. I hope to meet you all someday. Oh, dude, they're they're wonderful, wonderful people. Yeah, and they uh, sound like it. You know it. One of the things that I was kind of thinking about as you were talking about that was just the, not callousness, because callous mm-hmm. is kind of a negative term, but it it's just their everyday life mm-hmm. that Ron Wood shows up at Rod Stewart's house or that Stevie Nicks is giving you advice on, yeah. on, what to, on how to write your next right. song. And it, it just blew my mind. And... You know, and Alyssa made a joke about it too. She was like, "Oh, you know, look at all the names we just dropped." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, but it's so cool to hear that these people are still just real. They're just people, people, and 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 that's kind of, you know, we we do the same thing with bourbon people. I mean, you think about Jimmy Russell. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Russell is on the pedestal of pedestals right now uh, in terms of bourbon legends. Yeah. that are really kind of still living. But if you think about like. <laughs> All those musicians, sure. that the top tier musicians that we hold in the highest regard, hearing people talk about them like, yeah, I saw Rod last week. <laughs> he came over. He's we went just, to Suggins. I, I just happened to, yeah, right. <laughs> 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 I just happened to be sitting on the front porch and here comes uh, Ron Wood but, uh, waltzing up. But th- they're cool. Yeah. And how cool was that when Ronnie was over at the house and 
they're covering Gasoline Alley. Oh yeah, and, that, and, and then he, they played it at uh, Hotel Cafe yeah. at their first Dagon first gig. ever gig. <laughs> I hope you guys are listening, and we'll sh- we'll we'll shout out. Yeah, to we'll. You. we'll <laughs> <laughs> I hope they are too. And um, um, okay. Anyway, yeah, great people. So I just wanted to say I'm returning the lob here <laughs> and the love. Hey, Dad, I gotta ask you though. Yeah, what have you been drinking recently? Well, um. Four Roses. Four Roses single single barrel. Four Roses small batch. That uh, Small batch select? The small batch select is just the best. It's the best. They did it's something not, Everything so, is the best. It's so good. Yeah, they, they did something so right with that product. Yeah. And honestly, I think that it's between that and, and WB Saffle mm-hmm. for me this year mm-hmm. for the top contenders for best whiskey of 2019 yeah so far um there's nothing hey dad's got it right there this is what happens when we go over to dad's is he's like hey look at this (laughs) but but those two i think were the best representations of of bourbon of whiskey in 2019 so far and uh you know i we're still three months off we're closing (laughs) in on that from that conversation But honestly, I I hate to say this. 2019's been a weird year for bourbon. It's not it's not had the the standout punches no. that 2018 did. Last year was solid. Last year was unbelievable. And it 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 took me so much more time mm-hmm. to really think about what my top 10 right. were. And this time it it's like I could, you know, rattle off the top 5. Mm-hmm right now and some of them would would i think be surprises just because nothing has really stood out the way that 2018 sure and whiskeys did so i'm I'm hoping i don't want to rely too much on the you know allocated season uh as we approach the the last in on that yeah as as we get to the end of the year but you know maybe something is going to come out and just blow me away Mm -hmm. But, you know, right now, I, and I, I don't mean to be a negative Nancy, 2019's kind of disappointed me with bourbon so far. Maybe the new decade will bring something big in for us? We can only hope. I tell you, Perry, what else I've liked, yes. too, is, and, and I, I, I've been through almost one, and that's Largent. Legion? Legion, excuse me. Legion, yeah. Legion. And it's, it's okay. It's good. I see that. It's not that go-to. That for me, and this might be the first year that I've really had the, uh, the most disappointing category. Mm. That's been, I think, maybe my most disappointing whiskey out of the year. Yeah. And I, I I hate to say it because I really did have high hopes for it. And I heard good things about it. Yeah. But I just didn't, uh, you know, we, we reviewed it on the show. I didn't give it. I didn't give it a great review, but I didn't give it a bad one. Right. Um, but ever since I've gone back to it since then, it's, it's okay. It's just not really done anything for yeah. me. It's not really held up. So I don't know. But it's not. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. It is very, very middle of the road. Trying not to for me. Try not to sound like two drunk yahoos here. <laughs> hey, if you know about that, you know about that. And uh, thank you to everybody who stood up for us in uh, 
in a, that that dark dark time. But Gosh, that was a dark dark time. Is <laughs> right. That was awful. We've been taken to the curb. Look, uh, if you want to know more about uh, what we were talking about, Jeepers, just there, uh, shoot me a shoot me a message, and uh, uh, I'll, I will show you. Well, I'll show uh, you what happened. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Terrible. so uh, anything else you've been drinking recently? I opened uh, Maker's Cast Drink the other night. Did uh, the the um, oh just regular Cast Drink, not the private select. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I've actually got uh, the my Christmas bottle of that on the bar cart right now. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that, the one I, I gave you and Dane this past uh, Christmas. Right. Yeah, I finished the <laughs> I finished the 2017 one a few months back. Yeah. Um, and so I, I opened the the 2018 one. It's a weird thing to say, um, but I, I opened that and uh, probably like a month ago really? I brought it downstairs yeah. just to just to have just it. to have out. And uh, I kind of have left it there, and it's been sitting on the bar cart ever since it's there and yeah it absolutely is and um you know if i'm feeling like a little bit of a higher proofer uh, during the you know during the evening mm. i'll go for that because it's not it's not upper echelon sure proof it's a 110 ish but it doesn't taste like 110 Ooh, proof. it does not but i haven't opened um the maker's keeneland bottle yet yeah what's up with that why haven't you opened i don't yet? know i don't know i don't, I don't get that man because <laughs> it's signed I have come to... I'm going to break the seal on it. I, I know. I, I, I've come to the conclusion that even a signed bottle is meant to be opened eventually. Okay. I know. We've had this discussion, yeah. too. Yeah. And, uh, it, I mean, there, there's going to be... Whether it's by us... It's going to be opened Or by some somebody point. else. Yeah. You know, I, I just... I, I don't have any problem at this point with sign bottles being open. sure you know like i've now don't get me wrong easy <laughs> i've got a bottle of 101 signed by jimmy russell that is really really special to me it was the first time i ever met him and it, and that was one of those moments where everything just kind of clicked right and there's a time for that exactly and i know when it is i know when it is too and yep. i don't want to think about it nope, just I don't yet either um but we'll i'll i'll help you yeah absolutely absolutely but um you know it, here it, we go yeah <laughs> <laughs> we are 20 minutes in uh, at this point maybe 18 but yeah broken no, it, a tear it, already it'll 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 happen eventually yeah so anyway yeah i love i love cat sure it's good stuff um i don't know just just here and there whatever you know um 1792 oh hey i mean that's some fine stuff, guys. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's fine. Can't I say, still have. Can't I, say enough good things I about know. 1792 right now. I still have just a little bit left in the tw- in the in the anniversary bottle. Oh, do you? Yeah, just a little bit, and then I have a little bit in the bottle and bond, which I have not seen since. I'm sure it's out there. I just haven't seen it. I've got an anniversary bottle that I haven't cracked yet. Do you? Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> well, I. I like, know. Ugh. That's an off-air conversation. Okay. We'll talk about it eventually. Okay. But, um, so I've had a really crazy couple of, <laughs> I haven't really been able to talk too much about what I've been drinking, um, because I've been so focused and a lot on, on the podcast stuff and a lot. I mean, no, not, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. But take that how you, <laughs> how you may. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, I, I got to try a 291 whiskey, uh, which is a rye whiskey, um, by a, a guy named, you're going to laugh, 
Michael Myers. Um, <laughs> uh, he, you, you heard him on the show. I'm he not was worthy. On, uh, yeah. He, he he was on he was on the podcast for Hometown Rising. Uh, he was a 9/11 survivor. That uh, was a great interview. Yeah, that, that was a fantastic interview. That was it, it, that was one of the the most powerful uh, interviews I think I've ever gotten yeah. to do uh, on the show. Um, he he's, gifted me with a bottle of that, so I, I've enjoyed that. Uh, and he's done everything. Rising. Oh, he's, he's been all everything. over the globe, all over the yeah. place. Um, gosh, let's see what else. I uh, actually uh, we're going to be talking about it later, but uh, the hospitality tent hmm. at both uh, Hometown Rising and Bourbon and Beyond uh, featured blackened whiskey and Internight Pilsner, which I had in Louisville when Sarah and I saw them at the Yum yeah, Center. Yeah, yeah, I had a lot of that. <laughs> Man, it was good on a hot day. <laughs> In Louisville, Kentucky, with no fans blowing in a media tent, there is nothing quite as refreshing as Internight Pilsner. Internight Pilsner! <laughs> For your next party! Is that in the stores? I have no idea. I don't think it is. I, I, I could not even tell you. Like, when I think I told you this off air once, that when, um, when I was going for, like, my fifth one, <laughs> uh, the, bar, go. the bartender goes, do you want to keep the can? And I was just like, Really? No. <laughs> and she was like, well, lots of people are keeping the cans. And I was just like, well, and they weren't crushing them or anything. To chuck it, James. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> James was so freaking cool. James was like finding kids out. You know, parents were bringing their kids. And he was taking his, he, they, have their, they have their Metallica picks, guitar yeah. picks. Mm-hmm. And, and each has their own pick. What do you got? Oh, you got picks? Thank you. <laughs> You're <laughs> My welcome. My black and pick. Cool. Yeah, I, I'm keeping the inner night one for myself. Cool. Can I see? Like, yeah, absolutely. Any- Sorry. I, I No, I thank totally you. forgot until you said that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but I it, went over to the to the black and tent, oh, and so I was cool. like, oh, look, guitar picks. What else and, you got? Oh, it's just my just your my standard stuff. Anybody knows I'm a huge guitar pick fan. Yeah, oh, so, this is cool. So there's a there's a black and guitar. Thanks, I Perry. forgot your t-shirt. That's okay. Dang It'll it. come. I'll bring it. Well, anyway, James was James would just like go over to one. They had stands like they played in the middle of the state of the arena, and they had mic stands everywhere. And they and all of them, Robert and Kurt, Kirk and and uh, James know their know what stands. And he has his own personal cool pick. That's cool. And he was giving it to kids. Oh, that's awesome! Like eight good year for olds. Him, I mean, just he's a good for him. As hard as they are, <laughs> as for what they are, They're and I've said this before, gentlemen. Metallica, Metallica's, yeah, pretty darn good. Yeah, pretty darn cool. Absolutely. Um, so I, I I had all that uh, at hometown rising to bourbon and beyond. Um, I had. I was very, very excited about this. Yeah. Uh, at Chad and Sarah's wedding. Oh. So I, I pulled Chad aside at one point and I was like, hey, um, I didn't bring him tonight, but I, you know, I've got I've got wedding pours for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know, we'll get to eventually. Um and he was like, Well, I've got wedding pours for you too. And I was like, What are you talking about? And he was like, Well, I've got that Booker's that you and Swan got us. Uh, and then the pre-fire Henry McKenna right oh, <laughs> over oh, the table. Oh, 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 oh. So um, two of the absolute, f- absolutely finest whiskeys I've ever had in my Which entire life. Which was the Booker's? So it was unnamed. 
I think you um, told me you told me about yeah, this. Yeah, we, we we got them. Uh, it, it was before they they named the batches and before they had them in the stained boxes. Right. Uh, it was still just the regular pine. Right. And I think it was from, oh gosh, 2012, 2013. Nice. Um, maybe even 2014. I can't I can't remember for sure. Um, I'm all but, freaking out over my new pick. <laughs> I see you keep uh, you keep looking at it and everything, but um, I'm listening to everything. You're yeah, no, 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 no. I, I it, it's totally fine, but. Um, oh my gosh. Oh, okay. We have to talk about this, uh, because it kind of indirectly affects the show. Um, and it's something that might kind of come back up, uh, later on, uh, in the year. But so I also went to, uh, Limestone Branch with, uh, Chris and Le- uh, Leanne, right. uh, the Australians. Uh-huh. And, uh, they, they have a, a, a small barrel of malted rye mm-hmm. aging right now. Ooh. It was distilled well it was put in the barrel excuse me uh november 17th 2017 so on november 17th 2019 it will officially be a straight rye whiskey <laughs> um nice I got to try some of it it's really daggum good mm-hmm. um and i i worked with them a little bit on the decision to you know kind of keep it in the barrel for a couple of months and and everything and um you know made sure that you know everybody was in it in a grants that mm-hmm. you know it needed uh, a little bit more time even though it was fantastic cool uh when we tried it um and where was this again limestone branch okay same people who do yellowstone speaking of yellowstone yeah got to try the 2019 limited release how is it oh dad <laughs> what's the proof uh 110 101 101 101 101 it's fabulous really yes and uh, so Stephen Beam, who is their master distiller there, um, he also found a honey barrel for this year. <laughs> so they've also got a limited release uh, single barrel, um, also at 101. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> oh. I cannot begin to tell you how fabulous that bottle of oh. bourbon is. Um, it's stupid. It's it? stupid how good it is. And uh, it, I'm... I'm you know, after talking about bourbons that kind of, uh, you know, didn't quite pique my interest this year, that one did. And um, <laughs> so will I'm that gonna be, be out. Hopefully, um, I'll have to ask them a little bit more about it and, yeah. and uh, kind of figure out what the distribution is going to be like, or if there's going to be any distribution. Right. I honestly don't know what the plan is for it. I hope so. Um, so it's good. Oh, it's very oh, good. Oh. Yeah. What, and what about the release of Yellowstone? What about it? The the limited yeah. release oh I mean that's going to be wide release it's yeah. just that single barrel that's going to be barrel. more right hard to find so anyway cool that's what we've been drinking recently Dad as I was thinking about Blackened uh, which we will be doing kind of a side by side comparison I'm not entirely sure if we're going to be doing a review of these let's not later on yeah that's fine let's, not. But, let's um, just taste yeah because like uh, we've we've got a couple different batches I want to talk about um, a little bit of the history of it as well. Well, first off, let me, can I? Yeah, go for it. Jump in here. <clears throat> we recorded two weeks ago. Yeah, we did. And we had some technical <laughs> difficulties. But it's it it worked out good that we had the technical difficulties because now we have. We've got two we've batches. We've got two batches. And we, can, and we side. can try them. Yeah. So. And look, very rarely do technical difficulties happen with me. Rarely. Sometimes, sometimes it's because I forget to hit the button uh, when, I when we record. Tonight. And um, that happened. So 
Twice now. Twice now that's happened in the history of this Two times podcast. And this is my bourbon and, podcast. Uh, maybe by the third time I will learn. Um, but we're we're uh, red lighting it right now. Yeah, yeah. We're 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 good. We've got twenty eight minutes <laughs> down so far. Uh, and a new so, guitar anyway. pick. And a new guitar. <laughs> Did anybody, you well on this one? Anybody want to send me their guitar picks? If you have a personal <laughs> guitar pick you want to send, hmm. send us a message. We'll send figure us that a message. Out. Yeah. So as we were thinking about Blackened, and again... And I'll send you one of mine. Some of this for us is going to be a retread uh, because we've already kind of had this conversation. Um, it's okay. But I was thinking about bourbons and, and really whiskeys that kind of appeal to the masses. And what that means, why there is a dad almost had a spit take. I'm not sure why, um, but but why there is kind of that niche market for people to purchase whiskey that they might not have done in the first place. And Sorry. I figured one of the best places to start with this was old Jim Beam White Label <laughs> because sure. it is. Look, so many people, when they think bourbon, they think Jim Beam, because it is the the top-selling bourbon in the world. In the world. You know? And so, I, I, that and in and of itself... it's not bad. No, it's not bad, by any means. Um, but I think that, in and of itself, is kind of an indirect way of appealing to the masses. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that, the the thought that, well, if everybody likes it... <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm probably going to like it, too. If everybody jumps off a bridge... I'll jump off a bridge with him, but only after a glass of bourbon. But, it, but it's a good it's a good place to go to. Mm-hmm. It's four years old. Um, it is eighty proof. Mm-hmm. So and and I actually um, poured a little bit for us uh, as we were, we were talking. chatting. It does taste younger. It does have more corny flavors mm-hmm. to it, or some of the younger flavors. But I would argue that. <laughs> There, there's still a lot good to it. There's a lot more good to it, rather, than there is bad. Yeah. You know? Um, it's super drinkable. It's an everyday drink. It's not... Ne- I, I wouldn't say that it necessarily is going to stand up in cocktails. I'm but... not saying for me. I'm saying that it can be for... Yeah, sure. Anybody. Yeah, absolutely. If that's what you, you, know, if that's what you prefer, it's an everyday drink. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I did, I did a little research today. Yes, you did. And uh, I, you, you asked me um, before we did this, should I do some research? And after the first time of doing this, I think it was probably best that we didn't wind up with that episode yeah, being I, recorded. Me too. Um, because we were kind of like eh, flailing a little bit. Yeah. And so it, it was nice to kind of have a, a moment to step back and go, what can we do to do differently? And dad said... Well, well, we'll do some research. My research was... Dad did more research than I did, by the way. (laughs) I locked the door of my office. (laughs) And I just... David! What? David! I'm busy! I'm busy, woman! That's his mother. What I did was... It's his grandmother. Um, What I did was... I, I looked up musicians and spirits. Yeah. And... Wanting to find how you, we're taken blackened, mm-hmm. um, which is for produced for the masses of what I really consider they did it for Metallica fans in a way. 
Because you're going to interject on something. Uh, probably, yeah. But I, I see where you're going with that. But so, that, that to me, is the the masses part of appealing to the masses. Right. You know, you, you're you're reaching an audience that you might not have previously. Sure. And you know, I I had the sorry the just real quick. I I had the opportunity, of course, to talk with Fred, um, not just about Blackened, but about. Uh, uh, the the whiskey that's coming out from corn, corn as well, corn with a K, corn and Slipknot, Slipknot, yes, yeah, 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 thank you. It was actually Slipknot that we were talking, which about. which I couldn't find. I didn't. Corn has something coming out too. Nope, I was wrong. It was okay. actually Slipknot. Slipknot. I just misspoke. Um, which I'm really interested to find to to find that right when it comes out. So the the kind of the the idea behind it is that these people who are interested in drinking whiskey and also interested it's that Venn diagram of where the, <laughs> the whiskey drinkers and the slipknot fans align right in the middle. It's Jack Daniels. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so, funny. so they're looking for something that's Jack Daniels like. And that's funny because as I was doing research and I and I didn't write this down, um Motorhead, who of course Lemmy's been gone for a couple of years, mm-hmm. they have um they have collaborated with Jack Daniels. Oh, I didn't know that. And, yeah, and um, so they have something produced out there, hmm. which I was like—that's <clears throat> weird and not surprising all at once. Weird because of there's no more Motorhead. Yeah, right. And I'm sure this is going to bore some people. No, I think I think it's actually going to be a, a pretty interesting conversation because you know that there's something to be said about, and and we always kind of talk about this. What does it take to reach new whiskey drinkers or new bourbon drinkers? And I think that this is a good way of of doing that. Sure. And what I was going to say was too. <clears throat> so Perry and Dad, Perry and David, Dave, open blackened. Well, Ian, shout out, hi Ian, is not a Metallica fan, but he is a bourbon fan, and if we like this. Perhaps he'll go and get it, and that's how I feel about the people that I wrote, the the celebrities that I wrote down. Mm-hmm. So, talk talk about some of the celebrities that you you wrote down, some of the ones that you did research on. And when when we first talked about this, there was one in particular that came to mind. Dave for the both of us, Dave Matthews. Dave band. Matthews, right away. Dave makes Dreaming Tree wine, which um, I've had their Cabernet. And it's excellent, except it makes me break out in a rash. <laughs> really? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I did not know yeah. that. Had it one night with mom, and I was just like, God dang it. I'm, I'm turning freaking. I'm rashy. I'm red here. I'm rashy. I'm rashy. <laughs> and so um, I haven't bought a bottle of it in a long time, and I probably will not. But well, that's not because it's not be- it's not good. It's very good. I think the, uh, if I remember correctly, the Chardonnay is quite good and i'm I not a white they, wine drinker yeah i think they just came out with a uh with a rosé did they recently too that's supposed to be pretty good as well my paper right. yes. but the second dad went old school but the second person that came to mind and i happen to have it he sold this he sold his company and he's making other tequila oh <laughs> it's sammy hagar oh oh never mind it's never Cabo mind wabo just thinking of something. Oh God! Um, this is 
Uh, my best friend Don Sebastian gave this to me for a birthday present. You said this is a tequila brand? It's a tequila. Really? Yeah, buddy. It's smooth. I've never had this before. Hello? Dad, I'm not so sure about that uh, that, that smell right there. What do you smell like? Kind of smells like it might have turned a little bit. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Sarah will be over later. <laughs> hey, Sarah, try this. We opened it. Sarah and I opened it. Oh, really? Yeah. Wasn't that bad when you opened it? We were pretty drunk when we opened it. Yeah, well, that happens. But but Sammy Hagar makes plenty of tequilas. Sammy does. Um, I'm just looking at my... I'm looking at my... Um, well, curious. Did My you list. go? Yes. Did you just go with musicians, or did you go with celebrities? Well, I added one celebrity. Okay, because I, 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 and you know who I, I bet you you know without looking. <laughs> He's from Texas. Look, Dad. All right, all right, all right. Oh, Long Branch. Yeah. That's a great one that I didn't even think about. Yeah. And and, you know, I will we'll talk a little bit more about that. Okay. Here in a little bit, but I guess musician wise, right, <laughs> right now. Yeah. Let's so see. Sammy Hagar has a bunch of tequila. Yeah, he does not have the Cabo Wabo. I'm pretty sure if 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 I'm wrong, please correct me on that, somebody. But um, he's he has other endeavors that he's in, and he has. I mean, he's he's everywhere. Sammy's everywhere. Uh, as we have stated before, um, Willie Nelson has Old Whiskey River. Yes. Uh, Bob Dylan has his own spirits. They're called Heaven's Door spirits. Right. Um. Florida Georgia Line has a whiskey called Old Camp. Um, oh, there's one that I cannot even believe I didn't think about talking about. Have you had it? Redneck Riviera. What is that? Oh, it's um, it's a <laughs> whiskey from Big and Rich. John Rich's. Oh yeah. Uh, whiskey. How is it John Rich? John Rich. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> um. Look, we we actually reviewed it on the show. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I think I kind of remember that. Didn't hold up too well, but um, um, Darius Rucker has backstage whiskey. That's right, he does. That's one of the newer ones yeah. that, that have come out recently. Yeah. Um, Kenny Chesney has a rum, which right. I'm not surprised about that at all. No, I'm surprised he wouldn't be in tequila too. But, um, but kind of in the um, kind of in the Slipknot genre. Anthrax has two, and you're just gonna just spit your water out when you hear from who they're working with. One is, and I, I should have written more down about it, but y'all can look it up if you want to. One is called Indians, and it is produced by Jeffersons. <laughs> he did spit. See, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that blew me away, Dad. <laughs> the other one is the Devil You Know, and that's a Knob Creek. I don't have any more water in my mouth, but that's a Knob Creek. Yeah. So what do you, what do you mean it's both. a Knob Creek? Like it's a it's, it's a Jim Beam product or no? It's it's a Knob Creek product. Uh, that's I'm gonna have to look into that a little bit more because I'm not entirely sure what that means. I can't remember the website I looked. At. I just what I did was I just Googled musicians and spirits, and then musicians and whiskeys, and yeah, like Rolling Stone had a had a little article. Well, it had a big article about the Dylan. And um, oh yeah, that's something people have been talking about for. Where is it? Now. Have you never seen it? No. Oh really? Is it out? Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's been out for like a year and a half now. 
Year and a half? About a year. It came out, I feel like it came out about mid-year last year. Where? It's at Liquor Barn, man. <laughs> Heaven's Door. On the shelf? Yes. Shoot. <laughs> I've seen the, uh, the, the, the high-end bourbon, too. At, at Liquor Barn in Hamburg? If it's... Is it, is it on the maker side? Or is it on the... <laughs> uh, might be on the non-maker side. Okay. I can't remember. It's been, it's been a while since I've noticed it. Okay. But I know it's there. So, Would Cletus note it? Cletus probably knows. <laughs> Did you see that Cletus shaved? Get the heck out. Cletus shaved his beard down. Cletus. He looks good, man. Doesn't, he's sharp, dude. He's, he is. Talk about that off air. Um, speaking of beards, Billy Gibbons has one from ZZ Top. Oh, yes. I think his is a tequila. I got to see that. His, oh, you saw his, his beard. beard. Yeah. I've seen his beard, too. But um, I think his is a tequila, too. I kind of... Like I said, I can't remember really the website I went to, but I just kind of skipped over and just thought of the ones that I thought were particularly, you know. Yeah. I want to say something about Long Branch. Yeah, and uh, there's a couple other celebrities that I want to to touch on too. But before we get there, though, we have to kind of talk about what is the appeal, I guess, of a musician putting their, their name on a brand like that. Right, right, and so we'll, we'll we'll start with Dave Matthews. So Dave Matthews for for big Dave Matthews fans, and two of them in this room know him as a more classy kind of down to earth, not so much of the party guy that he used to be. Right, right. So you look at um, you know uh, uh, backstage pictures of them before they go on stage. He's drinking, drinking the same thing. He's drinking wine. Yeah. You know, and he's sharing a, a, a glass or a bottle of wine uh, with some of the other members of the band. And so when you think about that, somebody that you identify with that part of their life does something like this, produces a, a brand that, you know, because they are so into that mm-hmm. market they then produce something that is in that market that they feel like is the strongest representation of what they like. Right. It's almost like being able to sit down with them or or share in an experience with them. Yes. (laughs) No, keep going. Okay. Okay. I want to add, I got, I've got something I just thought about, but, but then you think about the, um, like the, the hardcore Metallica fans Mm -hmm. who have been Metallica fans for years. And I'm talking about like the deep, deep Metallica is life kinds of fans. That's all they do. Where you know they're into that lifestyle, and you know they they follow the band around and they everything. Got hair down to their get, butt. Yeah, they, but but they get into that you know pounding shots and pounding beers and everything. And so when something comes out that is so endorsed by the band, yeah, the market is gonna <laughs> react to that. Do, do you think no? No reflection on any of these people that we're talking about, meaning celebrities or their fans. Even if the product is crap, do you think that they're still going to go buy it and go, yeah, it's the best thing I've ever had? Yes. I think so, too. Yes. I think I, so, I, too. I, I, I absolutely think so. And with us, it's an interest. 
Yeah. Correct. So does here, tequila here, turn? I don't know. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> You're just really worried. About the I'm really worried now. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure we'll uh, figure that out okay. off air. Go ahead. Um, no, maybe not. So I, I I liken this to something else I know really well: guitars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, it's so, I know what you mean. So uh, for for the unknowing. There, there's been this phenomenon really over the past almost 30 years uh, where guitarists have gone to uh, Fender or Gibson or whatever, and they've created a guitar Smith. that is, yeah, Paul Reed Smith now too, and, and that they've created something that has been indicative of what they really want out of a guitar, or they it's built to their... Um, um, specifications, mm-hmm. or you know, they've they've workshopped it forever and ever. A signature series. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I I am a particular guitar player. I, I play Stratocasters, which are made by Fenders. That's my go-to guitar. I'm a particular guitar player too. I suck. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, Dad. <laughs> um, but I I play I play Stratocasters. And John Mayer, who is famously uh, has famously been a Stratocaster player for the past twenty years at this point, um, recently went to another company and built a guitar that looked like it. And he went to Paul Reed Smith and built a guitar that looked very much like um, a Strat. And so for me, it was kind of more the brand recognition as opposed to the artist recognition and kind of following the artist along with with what they do. Um, until I tried it, and you know, it wasn't like, oh, John Mayer's the best. You know, I, I appreciated it for being a, an instrument um, in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it. I I don't know where I fall on that spectrum of me going, really, really great job by this artist. This is fantastic. I love what they did, and me going, <laughs> it is what it is. But <laughs> if I you, feel I feel like I'm in the middle. I think you're in the middle. But <laughs> if you had played the Carlos Santana. Paul Reed Smith, which at the time when it came out over 20 years ago, everybody, yeah. everybody raved about it. And again, that's... This I, is my guitar podcast. <laughs> oh, I could do that. Uh, and, not as much as I used to be able to, yeah, but I could yeah. do that. You could. But, but there's, um, there's a difference in that because I wasn't... If we're talking about, you know, brand to brand, I wasn't mm-hmm. jumping from, you know, one brand of guitar that sure. Santana may have been playing to another brand... That was very, very similar. He played that SG forever. With a couple of tweaks. Yeah, exactly. So that that's a <laughs> it's a whole a different podcast, yeah. But um I, I I think that what we kind of are getting at is the super fan status. Right. And how do how do you identify with a musician's life on and off the stage? Sure. You you don't well, for one thing, what we know about Blackened is that we know that James Hetfield is not drinking this. Yes. Because he's sober. Yes. And, and good for him. Proud of him. Don't even know if the other guys are drinking it. because they are. we They are. Yeah. Okay. So, um, That's good. I know for, they're drinking their beer. Yeah. So for those of y'all who have not uh, heard part two of Bourbon and Beyond uh, just yet, I did get to sit down with Rob Dietrich, who is the new master distiller after uh, Dave Pickerel passed away, RIP. Um, yeah, RIP. And I, I, you know, made sure to talk with talk with him about what the decision making process was behind 
you know, creating this product with sober members of the band. So I don't want to harp on that no, too much, yeah. but that's that's uh, there for people to listen to. And I think not the appeal was not a hundred percent Metallica. It was not. It was about fifty fifty because of what because of what Dave was doing, and that's why. Oh, absolutely. That's why. Yeah. That that was the appeal to me. It was. Yeah, I love Metallica. Well, yeah, you but all know th- that. But this was the last big. I got a pick. This was the last big project that he was that on. Dave worked on before he passed away last yeah. year. And so, I mean, that's why it's uh, let's pour some. Of uh, of the blackened? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um we did just drink uh, I, I want to talk about this real quick too. Uh this guy is kind of a celebrity in his own right uh, in the culinary world. Um <laughs> This is a Tattersall single malt whiskey from Chef Justin Sutherland who was on the show at Bourbon and Beyond. He was on Top Chef uh, as well it's 110 proof aged about two years um i i <laughs> i like it. i'm not really a single malt guy yeah me either um but i i think it's a good product and uh you know i'm i'm, Is that I'm a giver did they give it to you yeah shoot yeah i i got some some uh free whiskey some good stuff <laughs> i got some free whiskey uh, uh during hometown rising and bourbon and beyond but that's another conversation so anyway let's pour some blackened okay I held my hand up because I have I have why you're why you're going through this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's also a couple ways to look at all of this mass marketing and celebrity stuff too, and and I hate using what I'm going to say because I don't want to be looked down at. But there's also a sellout factor. Absolutely, that people look at. Absolutely, they, I do not think Metallica's selling out. I don't think that a lot of these. I don't think Matthews, Dave Matthews, is selling out. I don't think a lot. But I want to say something. Go for it. Y'all know what, Pearl, what a Pearl Jam fan I am. Eddie drinks, Eddie Vedder drinks wine nonstop on stage. Nonstop. You didn't know that? I did not. You know didn't. That. He is, he, he, really? It's a big deal. It's a big deal. During Crazy Mary, he has, they, when, I, when they played it both, the, both times in Chicago, I saw him play it. He brings out one of those big magnums, or they do or the 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 um, the roadies bring it out, and they and they bring cups out for for everybody because there's a line mm. about drinking. Anyway, why wouldn't why wouldn't Metallica or excuse me why wouldn't Pearl Jam or Eddie put out wine? And I think that he looks at it as a sellout factor. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You understand? And I, yeah, and I think that's um so what what I think Ooh. you're kind of getting at there is the the difference in <laughs> the difference in mindsets that are achieved based on genres. Sure. So I, I know. I know. <laughs> so I, know. I I mean grunge was all about being true to yourself and sticking sure. to the man and and not wanting to to be a sellout. But but it would make sense if he did something like that. But I've got two huge box sets. That's a good point. <laughs> How is that not selling out? Exactly. You know? That it, and, yeah. um, you know, a vinyl release that they only put out from, a, from one live show a year that, you know, <laughs> costs $100 and... 
What do you think? Is where's the sellout line? Yeah. I'm not calling out my band. I'm just making a point that there could be plenty of people looking at the list of celebrities and and mm-hmm. musicians that I said that could be selling out. Is Dylan a sellout? Hell no. Well, but, I I but think you know, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. Bob Dylan's kind of a gray area for me. Mm-hmm. And the the reason that I say that is because I don't know how much involvement he might have had. I think a lot. Really? I think a lot. Well, that from, that's, from, if that's the case, then that's not selling out. I mean, that's having a passion for something right. and, and wanting to involve yourself with it. That in and of itself is a totally different conversation from selling out. Mm. And that's why I think that, you know, like... Um, Did Anthrax go to Jefferson's? You know, I mean, those are questions as as, as bourbon lovers that we yeah. that we would like to know. How much? No, just go ahead and put my name on. I don't care. And that's all about the you know the, as we journey along through the bourbon boom, us wanting to see more transparency in the industry. You know, and and I think that does get to also not just the whiskey makers, but in in this case what kind of hand did these high-profile celebrities have Mm -hmm. in creating something that they've stamped their name on? Sure. I mean, this is like going back to Metallica. We know that they're they're hands-on, but it's the others. Mm -hmm. I think if Eddie Vedder had produced his own wine, and and I know so much about the guy, I think that he would be right in there, and he wouldn't put his name on it. He would put the band's name on it because that's how he is. And I, I mean, because he doesn't, he didn't even like. This is crazy. <laughs> I mean, he didn't even like his own picture on the cover of Rolling Stone. Right years ago. Yeah, he was mad because they told him that the band was going to be on, and he thought it was sellout. out. Yeah, it was a sellout for sure, for sure. Here, here's where this line kind of starts to get blurred. And that's when we start talking about Long Branch. Okay. So okay. Th- there, there are other couple of, of high-profile celebrities that come to mind right now um, when talking about spirits that have been produced. Um, and thank you for bringing that up because I, I, I haven't had Long Branch in a minute. Um, so I'll be interested to try this again after well, we try some blackened. Um, I think you're going to be surprised because I had I am t- I- interrupting you and I had no, it not ahead. too long ago, and I wasn't too upset with it. Perry's, no, I'll, Perry's be, back I'll, be, I'll be happy to try it. But anyway, th- so there are two high-profile celebrities other than Matthew McConaughey that I think of that have really been involved with or really put their name on. A certain brand. Mm-hmm. George Clooney. Yep. With his tequila. Yes. And then Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. with his gin. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I again, don't know a whole lot about what their involvement with uh, those brands were. You know, George Clooney has since sold, I think, the majority of his shares in that company. Um, but Matthew McConaughey still kind of remains a, a, a major face of Long Branch 
and kind of in turn, uh, a little bit of wild turkey. Yes. <clears throat> and it wasn't, I think it was over the summer that he was on Fallon on the, on the Tonight Show. Yes. And they brought some out. Uh-huh. And um, I don't think that Jim, no knock on Jimmy Fallon because I'm crazy about him. I don't think he's a huge bourbon drinker. I don't think he is Because I think either. he's like, wow, this is the greatest stuff I've ever had. <laughs> now, it's not the greatest stuff I've ever had. But I had a taste of it after I can't remember what I had, and I thought it wasn't all that bad. Well, before we move on to it, let's talk about Blackened. Okay. So you have Batch 98. Yep. Um, I'm drinking out of Glen by the way. Yes. So <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think there's any reason for us to drink Batch 93. I think you're fine. <laughs> I agree. And it's, it's not because I, Batch 98 is bad. Uh, it's not. I enjoy it. I really do. I think it's a little corny, but I think that it it's is got some fruit to it. It absolutely does, and I think that it has, uh, you know, something to be said about it that is a hundred percent unique yep. from everything else on the market. But batch ninety eight is really no different from batch ninety three for me, uh, which is the bottle that I I brought over. So I just don't really see any point in doing a side by side at this point. I think that it's a really pretty consistent product. Uh, again, I do think that it is going to appeal to the people that <laughs> it's meant to appeal to. Mm-hmm. I, I think that they did a great job of producing something like this. And no knock on uh, anybody. For their fans. Oh, absolutely not. No. You know, I, it's, Dave it's Pickerel good. had a vision. Yeah. Um, and now Rob Dietrich uh, continues that vision. And, you know, Metallica has really done something special with this. I mean, there's, there's not a lot of uh, products out there that when they go into the warehouse... They've got sound pumping into the barrels. That's so cool to you know move the whiskey around a little bit more. So I mean, it's I'm glad I have my two bottles, and I and I'll continue to sip on them. Um, you know, it's 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 not. I don't know what I expected, Perry. You know, I didn't I didn't know if I was like, I'm expecting a maker's product, a better maker's product, a a, a 46 like product you know what i mean i don't know what i was expecting um and and, uh, go ahead sorry and um i'm still very glad i have it yeah and and of course we're tasting i am too we're tasting fruit and it's like you know a black brandy cask so yeah i mean i i'm i'm happy with it too it's also it's also not a bourbon it's whiskey no it it is it's a it's a blend of five different whiskeys if i remember five or six i can't remember exactly what rob said it, it, it is unique in and of itself. Yeah. And do I think that it's going to appeal to the masses? Yeah, I, I, I've really, the masses, I, I really, really do like it. I really do. Um, I, it, it's, there, there's always that, <laughs> that thing that people say, well, I don't like it when it burns. This doesn't burn. I rolled my eyes. <laughs> this doesn't burn. It, it really doesn't it, burn at all. I hate using the word smooth. It's a real smooth. It's very whiskey. smooth. I mean, th- there's there's not a lot of heat to it. There's not a lot of alcohol burn to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's, a 90 v- it's proof. very sippable. Can I imagine hardcore Metallica fans pounding this, you know, in honor of the show that they're about to see? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's people in parking lots. They're 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 at bars. They're they're pounding it back. Yep. So, I would like to try some some bourbon though, let's try some because do you want to try the do you want to go back to the Long Branch or do you yeah want to do let's go to the else? Long Branch. Okay. 
Yeah. Because I think this is going to be a nice place to, you know, kind of wrap up this appealing to the masses. This has been a fun show. Conversation. And I hope everybody enjoys it. Yeah, I hope, I hope, we, so I hope we brought it. I've had a rough couple of days. And hmm. I mean, I've. It doesn't show. You're a trooper, Papa Ritter. Gosh dang it, right. <laughs> Papa Ritter, you're my time. hero. That, uh, <laughs> Remember last year, we did a show on a Friday. Kill it. Knock it back, Mo. That's There's way more bourbon much. to be had. Is there any There's, more left in there? Well, yeah, have some of mine. That's way too big oh, and poor yeah, for me. That's very poor. <laughs> but I had to be in Paris, Kentucky at like... 7.30 or something like that on a Friday. And we had a show. We we, we recorded a show. I had no coffee. <laughs> and it was something like ridiculous at my mom's house. And I was there. And, and people came in for like five minutes. And I was just like, I need a nap. <laughs> and I was, I, I, but I remember during the show, it was a show in August of last year. And I can't remember what we reviewed. And I sounded tired. I think I remember that. <laughs> so now we're drinking the Long Branch in the Glen Cairns. Smells like um, Teen Spirit. Uh, not quite. Smells like Laffy Taffy. Mm. <laughs> what, what did I say? Laffy Taffy. Yeah, la- like the like the candy. I know what it is. Um. Look, I, I let's be honest. I don't want to get I don't want to get too negative, but I do want to be honest. If we're talking about appealing to the masses, I think this makes sense. I think this is going to drive sales because Agreed. it has because it has the name of Matthew McConaughey on it. Yeah, but for bourbon drinkers. I think this hit uh, misses the mark. I think this misses the mark. Wild Turkey makes better bourbon than this. Wild Turkey makes so much better bourbon than this. So, I um, mean, that's not that's not being rude. That's just a, that's just a fact. It's good. It's not fantastic great, but Wild Turkey makes better stuff than this. The nose has a weird it does. like perfume note to it. Not not perfume. It's actually cologne. It, it's, it's Matthew McConaughey's cologne. Hey, but they, they talk about the the oak in Texas mesquite charcoal Where's filtering. That, that, but I don't, I don't, I don't taste, taste or smell it anywhere. And it's not like no. we've we haven't killed our palates with anything high proof. No. I mean, everything has been right on ninety to one hundred and ten proof. I mean that that's that's nothing. Yeah, I mean it it, it shouldn't be. We shouldn't be fighting for for that many flavors. I mean, granted, yes, this is a little bit lower at eighty six, but man, I I just um, this is the one that doesn't hold up. Uh huh. This is the one that really did miss the mark. If we're talking about trying to appeal to a, a broader group of people, did I get this or did you get this for me? I think I got this. You got this. What did you get? What's the rare breed? Rare breed. Yeah. Um, we can kind of drink down on this a little bit. But uh, apparently, like a, it's either a one to one or a two to one of a, a rare breed to long branch. It's not that bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so we'll get we'll get there in a minute. I'm kind of glad to see the end of this bottle. I don't blame you. Yeah, I, I've got one sitting in the back of my cabinet that, uh, you know, maybe if I'm feeling something low proof or you know, not not a really complex sipper, I would reach for. But <laughs> it's at the back of my cabinet for a reason. I tell you what, I did have, and then going back to the earlier in the show, yeah, I had a bottle of the Evan Williams Single Barrel. Good stuff. Uh, from 2010. Oh, man. Really? Yeah. Um, I found it at the Express, Liquor Barn Express mm-hmm. here on, on High Street. And uh, that didn't last long. <laughs> I feel like I saw one from uh, 08 or 09 recently. Really? Like a, like a Rite Aid or something. <laughs> I love that stuff. Yeah. But what's the new Evan Williams out? Um, I've seen ads for it. It's a black label. Like it's uh, popped up on my Instagram, which I'll tell you what you Instagram later. <laughs> You're not talking about 1783. 1783. So that's not new. That's been around for a okay, while. Okay, well I didn't know. Um, but that, that is one of the best Evan Williams products. Is it out there? Seventeen dollars. Get the, get out of here. What's the proof? Eighty six. I think. Shoot the bed. Yeah. yeah. Shaking your head. Should I not say that? No, it's fine. I just like the the censoring that you <laughs> put yourself through well, there. No, it's fine. No. Look, after the past couple of weeks, we need some uh, some clean... Well, even Ruby dropped the F-bomb. Data. Well, yeah, I know, but I put an explicit tag up for right. the past couple of weeks, so right. it didn't matter. No. Um, hey, Ruby. Hey, Alyssa. <laughs> this is fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine I, enough I'm, that it's over. I'm excited <laughs> to, to move on to something a little bit... Uh, a little bit stronger, a little in, bit in more flavor. In wrestling terms, so. it's not over. It's not over until the uh, mm. fat lady. There's a wrestling term that's that if if a wrestler gets over, it's over the moon. You know, I have no idea what, Perry and what I can, any of Perry that Perry and means. I wrestle, and he's like a lower tier wrestler, and I'm an upper tier wrestler. But he gives, I give him the best shot he's ever had at a title. I got you over. Mm. Okay. We're not getting this over at all because it's not that good. <laughs> also, not entirely sure how that tied in, but it's it's fine. <laughs> It'll tie in later when I when I sign out. Overall thoughts on uh, on whiskeys that appeal to the masses. Um, be careful. I think that wow, that's actually a really good <laughs> really good point. Be careful. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna see your names of your stars or your people that that you really like, and be careful. Uh, it, um. Blackened was, I mean, Perry got a, got a bottle, but you know, I spent fifty six dollars on each bottle that I bought. Yeah. Um, I told you all year, you know, a year ago I bought, or two years ago, I bought Willie Nelson's Whiskey River for the guitar pick. <laughs> it wasn't worth it. Not even for the whiskey. But most expensive guitar pick you've ever bought, <laughs> unless you've been on eBay. Years ago, <laughs> yeah, I I want to kind of, but just be careful. I think that you know, hey, they look good, and if you've got a display or you've got you, you know you've got a your bourbon room or it's whatever, a conversation piece. It's a conversation piece. <laughs> How good is that? How good is that? Um, Florida Georgia Line old camp. Uh, it's good. To to that but point, this is better. Yeah, to that point, I think that um, 
there there's something to be said about appealing uh, about appealing to the masses rather that invites them to experience what else there is to offer. Yeah. And look, again, like whatever you like to drink. Goes back right to it. It goes right back to it. And 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 I know that is becoming just kind of our you know our our motto. Our our motto, but drink whatever you like. You know? Drink and I mean, you... if if it's a fifty six dollar bottle of blackened, go for Enjoy it. Enjoy it. You know? Um but I, I think that it, it it allows people the opportunity to open up that conversation yeah. for something that you could try that you might like a little bit better. Sure. That being said, though, I do like that notion of be careful. <laughs> well, I just feel like <laughs> no, you should you should be careful. I think that um, you know th- this is one of the few times where I feel like it's okay to really do your research before you buy a bottle mm-hmm. um with, with with standard bourbon releases with standard whiskey releases i think that it's best you know within reason for you to go buy something and try it for yourself mm-hmm. without having you know, somebody else influence your decision in these cases though you you need to do a little bit of research. Right. Because they're not always the the cheapest options on no. the market. Usually they're the more expensive. They're a little bit more expensive. <laughs> and just because yeah. Matthew McConaughey and Jimmy Fallon are drinking Long Branch on the Tonight, on the Tonight Show, Show yeah. doesn't mean that you should run out and get it if you can't afford it. Yeah. Or exactly. Or and I it, or, or do. Or do. Or do. I don't care. I can afford it, and I did it, <laughs> and it's just like, what? Yeah, I. It, uh, but it, but it's gone now. And, and it again, it all gets down to to personal taste and and all that. But and what did Freddie say? The best way to drink it is just the way you like it. There you go. <laughs> and I think that about does it for this episode. But we are not quite done. Mm-mm. We do still have Mm-mm. tips and bits. Where we recommend things uh, that we have been enjoying recently. It doesn't have to be bourbon related, but Dad, what are your tips and bits well, this week? I have to say hey to my cl- rip class that I missed tonight and I missed two weeks ago because of technical difficulties. And so I hope you guys had a good class. <laughs> I hope Stephanie didn't kick your butt too hard. But um, I'll see you all next week. I've got three things, Pear. <clears throat> Tell me, Dad. Robert Hunter died yesterday. Yes, um, he, he was the lyricist for uh, with um, Jerry Garcia, The Grateful Dead. He also wrote Jack Straw with Bob Weird. I, I didn't know that until yesterday. I know. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. And that's I had no like, idea. I know. And that's like, I know, mind's blown here. One of my favorite, of course, Grateful Dead songs. Um, so I'm trying to find a Grateful Dead show. Off the top of my head. Well, there's always anything from 72, anything from 78. See, I'm much more of a late 70s dead fan, But personally. Hold on. on. I'm going to let you finish, but... There's a turn from late 70s into 80s that I love, because Keith Gottschow had left the band, and Donna, his wife, and Brett Midland came in, and that gave an energy to the band that... 
I have you, you don't see um, later on in this in this in the later seventies. So <clears throat> anything in the early, later seventies from like November, December into the eighties, I recommend. Um, Grateful Dead. Yeah, for two, sure. Two. Wait. Go ahead. go ahead. No, no. Go for it. Tying into the wrestling comment <laughs> I met. I, I I said um, a little bit ago, two podcasts I listened to. Get the tables; those guys are good. Um, big boys and body slams; those guys are <laughs> fantastic too. They're um, we uh, we voicemail back and forth. Um, they're good guys. I've been on at least one, and maybe this week's as well. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, Dad. Um, yeah, <laughs> they're Sorry. like, like I was. They, they were watching an AEW pay per view, and they're like, "Call in on the voicemail <laughs> line." I'm like, "I don't know, dude. I'm gonna do that. I don't know if it, they're like, do it." So, anyway, I've called in twice, and I'm on there, and I just uh, I sent them a message via um, Twitter that uh, I was giving them a shout out. So, big boys and body slams. Give them, give them a look if you're a wrestling fan. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I Dad, suck. Dad's getting tired. Dad's getting real tired over there. So, well, I'll, I I will give you my tips and bits as Dad. well. Um, Dad. So I recorded a, a bit with Swan that has actually uh, not made its air because it, it recording schedules are weird, mm-hmm. and I kind of in the middle of of editing, <laughs> figure out what's going to be what. Um, and in this case. I recorded a bit that did not make it out, but uh, a few weeks ago, and I think it was the first day of um, Bourbon on the Banks, was actually the anniversary of Jeff, Jeff Buckley's Grace. Wow, coming out. Wow, um, wow. I so <sighs> I, I I listened to that. Um, so it, it excuse me, it was twenty the twentieth anniversary. 20th anniversary. I apologize. Um, I was grilling out last night, yeah. and a Buckley song came up on my iPod. Really? I still listen to my iPod. <laughs> and I, it, was a co- it was a cover. I don't know what it was. I'd have to go back and look, but oh, man. You and Dane <laughs> love Buckley more than oh, I do. Oh, we love but Buckley. But when I listen to Buckley, and I haven't heard him in a while, I always just adore it. So, if if you are looking for a songwriter, a performer, a guitar player... That just absolutely exceeds all of those expectations, while still bringing something <laughs> so unique, yeah, and so phenomenal to yeah. the table. Um, Jeff Buckley is that, and Jeff's everywhere. He I is, mean, and it, it it amazes me that that people will hear his cover of Hallelujah, yeah, and have no idea who he is. But that has become. The standard. The, the standard for Hallelujah over the past 20 years. Yeah. And and people just don't realize it. But and not Leonard Cohen. Dang it, man. The original. It, yeah, absolutely. It I, I mean, there's there's something weird to be said about a cover of a cover, but my goodness, if that's not the definitive version of that song. Wow. But you said who did you talk to that said their version of Hallelujah was amazing? Oh, Imaj. Amash. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I am AJ. Um, so she recorded a version, 
in five different languages. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Just insane. Just insane that anybody would do that. Did it but, overlap? Did it? Did, was it? Yes. Okay. So, well, no, 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 no. Excuse me. So she just each, did five different verse, versions. Yeah, no, no, no. It was one version, but each verse gotcha. was in a different language. Gotcha. I interrupted you. Yeah. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but so Jeff, Jeff Buckley. Wow. Buckley, man, I can't. Man. I can't recommend Grace enough. Uh, again, twenty years since that album came out. Um, so we're looking at twenty years of his death soon, right? Uh, that'll be next year. Excuse me. You know what? 25. I have said everything wrong. It's 25 years yeah. since that album came out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be very, very soon that uh, it's been 20. So I think 2022 is when it'll be, uh, have been, uh, 25 years since he passed away. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm so sorry. I know we're going to get tweets or emails or something, kill us. um, telling us that we're very wrong, but Bronze. yeah, it's Drunk been, it's yahoos. been 25, it's been 25 <laughs> years since, um, since Grace came out, and very close to 25 years since he passed away, but wow, I, he he continues to be one of my favorite artists, and honestly, one of my biggest musical influences as well, mm-hmm. um, because he he did everything, he he did everything, he did every, and he you was know? like I said, he was all over the place. Yeah, he could have been Springsteen. I think he could have been bigger than Springsteen. That's what, well, I'm, you know, I, I'm I, setting the bar. Yeah, I mean, he he could have been. If if he, he could lived, have been, if he had, yesterday, absolutely the movie. No, yesterday. he definitely could have. If he had been able to, if he had lived long enough, and he had been able to maintain his voice, mm-hmm. and and from a from a singer's perspective. If he had continued to sing the way that he did, he was going to blow his voice he, out. He absolutely went hundred percent in two years, two years, three years. Yeah, would have lost his voice entirely. Um, I have a Jeff Buckley but, guitar pick up too. Dad, <laughs> I didn't know that. You do? I thought you had. No, no, I did not know you that. You don't, dude. Hang on. Shoot. No, hang on. no. Let's fin- let's finish up right, real quick finish before up. we. You're gonna, you're, you'll yeah, have one for anyway, you tonight. Um, yeah. So. Jeff Buckley is, is <laughs> not just one album, but everything that that man did. Um, that That is my tips and bits uh, for this week. Good ones. Let's get out of here, shall we? I'm hungry. Yeah, we need to eat dinner. And- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. We are, as of recording of this episode, two weeks away from episode 100. I'm 98 years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works. Um Thank you all so much for sticking through 98 episodes of this podcast. This is crazy. Um, I don't think I've ever revealed this to the public before. Mm-mm. The first ever episode that we recorded of the podcast was not, in fact, episode one. It was the very first episode that Papa Ritter ever appeared on. I'm honored. I'm about so, to cry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, that's something kind of special to, you know, be that close to episode 100 uh, two years later. And, uh, you know, still be able to have really fun conversations. And I, I think that, you know, if you go back and listen to that first episode that Dad was on, as opposed to now, man, our conversations have changed a We've lot. We've evolved our, a lot. <laughs> it, it, it's it's the not the entire comedy. show has evolved. Yeah, it's not then. the comedy show that you and I first had. It's It was... That was something. Yeah. I mean, it's... It was, thank you if you've uh, stuck through Jesus. everything from day one up until One now. thing that we said to, we, to each other that... I promised you that I would 
um, watch my language. Yeah, you've done that. And I, <laughs> thank and, you. And, and I thank you. And I did that. I did that on purpose. Yeah. No, I I, I appreciate that. And I've told yeah. people that listen to that haven't listened to it yet. I said it's clean, except for Ruby. for the most part. For right. the most part, you'll know you'll know if it's not. You'll know it. But but yeah. Thank anyway, you. thank you all so much for listening to episode ninety eight of the podcast. That is crazy for me to say out loud. Dad, thanks for being on. Perry, thank you for having me. Where I love being be? here. Oh, it's, yeah. it's it's a highlight for me. Aww. And I love you. And, thanks. And oh, I love you too. Love our listeners and, and uh it's that's all genuine. Hey, they're all good people. They are. For sure. Where can people find you on social media if they would like to do that? If they want to follow me on uh Twitter, it's at JD Ritter2. What's my Instagram? Ritter five. Ritter five. <laughs> Sorry, I'm stretching. And uh Ritter five at Instagram and then um uh, find me on Facebook. It's cool. <laughs> it's it, it, David Ritter at Facebook. Um, there you go. I follow back. <laughs> Unless you're a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to follow me personally, I am at pritter1492 on all social media channels. And the same for the podcast. It is at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you could give us a five-star rate and review on iTunes, that would be amazing. We really do appreciate that. It helps new listeners of the show find the podcast itself. And if you are actually doing that on the iTunes podcast app, it is just a couple swipes below the podcast page. Uh, So as long as you are actually in the app, uh, you can review the podcast itself. And that is a really great way for other people to find out about this podcast um, if they are listening to similar ones as well. You can send all of your questions and comments to thismybourbonshop at gmail.com. We would love to hear from some of the listeners of the show. We are definitely going to be reading out some of those questions and comments here very soon as we approach episode 100. uh, If you have thoughts or, you know, some favorite memories of the podcast that you would like to share with us. Um, We would love to share them on air as well. If you're not yet a part of our Facebook group, you can head to facebook.com and search for This Is My Bourbon Group. Uh, Just a couple of questions to make sure that you are who you say you are. And then we will... uh, (laughs) Hey, man, that's the best way to do it. It doesn't hurt. And then we'll uh, make sure that you're a part of a really fun community uh, where we talk about the show and bourbon news and all sorts of great things over there. And then last but not least, patreon.com slash podcast is where you can go and support the show for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, that really does help us out. I know a dollar uh, doesn't sound like a lot, but to us, it really is a lot. Um, there's a lot of work and effort that goes into making this show every single week, and we really do appreciate any and all help that you all can give us. You get things like bonus episodes. You get to hang out with us uh, on our Google Hangouts once a month. Um, you also get special live streams uh, from the podcast as well. So there's all sorts of stuff uh, that you can benefit from if you support the show. Again, that's patreon.com slash Podcast. That about does it. It's episode 98 in the books. Cheers. <laughs> it was originally what, like episode 95, 96? Something like oh, that. Oh, we killed it. Thank though. you all for sticking through technical difficulties and uh, you know us having to redo a little bit, but uh, we really do appreciate it. Thank you, Dad, for for being on. Thanks, Perry. Again, really everybody, go follow it. Papa Ritter and, and tell him how much you love having him on the show. Oh, we'll I'm see honored. you next week. But until then, I'm Perry, and this is my Bourbon Podcast. <laughs>